Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Lars. And on today's Going In Raw News Brief, are there more changes in store for the Elimination Chamber? NXT UK lands a huge signing. We recap the first round of AEW's Women's Tournament in Japan and preview tonight's impact. But first, is WWE expanding their crackdown on third-party platforms? Larson, what's in the news? So, if you recall, about five months ago, September-ish, mm-hmm. uh, reports surfaced from Wrestling Inc., as well as others, uh, that WD was cracking down on talents to use third-party platforms such as Twitch and Cameo. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, Wrestling Inc. reported that the crackdown has now been extended to monetization on social media as well, stating that, quote, WD is issuing violations to talent for tweets or Instagram posts naming any third-party business, person, brand, or charity. Wrestling Inc. has learned that the violations start with a warning, then a fine, and finally suspension. Mm. The company is claiming ownership of talent Twitter and Instagram accounts via a clause in their contract that grants WB the exclusive use of their likeness. So on uh, the Wrestling Observer Radio, the Wrestling Observer himself, Dave Meltzer, uh, offered up some uh, uh, clarification. Uh, this is what he had to say, quote, this is Twitter and Instagram stuff, essentially, where you can't be doing anything that is promoting another brand, even if you're not getting any money, and it's not a commercial for them or anything, you cannot do anything like that. That is forbidden now. Mm. I guess the deal is that since they're, they've explained they own your likeness, they believe they own your social media accounts too, mm. but they're going to be lenient. This is actually being lenient. They could actually crack down worse because they own them, mm. but this stuff you can no longer do. This is, a, this is finding offenses, hashtagging, and promoting third-party things, even if you're not being paid for them. Mm. Well, Wrestling Observer received some uh, a statement from WWE offering further clarification. The statement read, quote, the new policy, uh, which they say, oh, this is, uh, sorry, Wrestling Observer's summation of said uh, 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 statement. The new policy, which they say is not dissimilar to policies they have had for the past several months is that talent is banned from monetizing their Twitter and Instagram by working with third parties. The company had, uh, had already had this policy with Twitch, Cameo, and other social media channels, but not specifically included uh, Twitter and Instagram. It says Twitch, Twitch. here, Twitch. Oh. but I assume it means Twitter. He means Twitter, social media more than, yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, this seems to yeah. be a more uh, uh, all-encompassing blanket policy where talents, uh, you know, uh, independent contractors, 
uh, signed a contract with WWE cannot use their social media platforms or any other platform outside of WWE to make any sort of money. Well, it's, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. What, I mean, evidently, they seem to feel like they're on legal and in, in good legal ground. I mean, I understand that. I mean, I've always understood that if somebody is, if somebody is, is trading on, uh, is making money uh, and cutting WWE out of the process off of, uh, something that they'd agreed upon, you know, belongs to WWE, which is like, I don't know, their screen presence, their likeness, their the WWE name or whatever. I wonder then, if... I mean, I, I, I get that WWE's within their rights to do I this. wonder, because, you know, I understand the likeness thing. If that's in the contract, that's in the contract, where WWE, they are uh, either while... Under, while you're under the contract with WWE, they are uh, well within their legal rights to exploit your ne- your name, I would assume your WWE name, you're mm-hmm. like this, basically however they see fit. Mm-hmm. But that usually, I think, historically has meant literally name and likeness. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the image, what you look like. I don't know if that's if if, if that's ever, I mean, I, obviously that's what W is trying to do, extend that beyond simply name and likeness to anything that can include name and likeness. Um, and, and if that's ever been challenged in court, because if the idea is W owns or is, is allowed to exploit uh, as they see fit, your likeness, however they want, you know, does that include your social media properties uh, in total? I just don't know. I'm not a lawyer. I don't know these things. The thing is, dude, I mean, this all this stuff right now, it's it's new ground that WWE hasn't had to traverse before. And I guess they're just sort of figuring out, OK, we need to, like, crack down on this before you know, uh, more people come in and it's going to be a wider spread issue so that when people come in, I mean, just on the flip side of things for wrestlers looking to go to the WWE, if they understand, hey, one of my biggest, you know, money making, uh, uh, one of my biggest money makers is going to be my ability to uh, uh, rack up endorsements on social media using the WWE as a platform, they're going to understand, well, that's not going to be a thing. So I need to go somewhere where that can be a thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's, you know, if, if some of the numbers that I saw, and I won't quote them because I, I didn't source them or anything, but if some of the numbers I saw floating around for like Lana and yeah, uh, and Mandy too. Rose, it's it's a hefty sum of money. It's a if massive number, sum of the, money if the numbers are true. Which if the I, numbers I are true, don't know if they are, but if they're true, that is a lot. And here's the thing: it wouldn't shock me at all if they were true, simply from mm-hmm. what we do know about mm-hmm. CPMs and, and advertising mm-hmm. rates. Those numbers seem well within reason. Uh, and if they are true, given what we know about or what has been published by, for example, Forbes, when they talk about what women wrestlers make in the WWE, I mean, it, it, Thea Trinidad decided, hey, I'm making a lot more on Twitch than I was in WWE. So why the hell would I stop doing this? Let them fire me. I'll be making a ton more. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the market's going to play out uh, the way it sees fit here. And if Lana is making that much more money doing her thing, it's okay, it's fine, it's release me then. Okay, whatever. Like you, you know, I'm making a ton more elsewhere. And then if you release me and I wait out the rest of my contract, I'm gonna head over to AEW if I want to maintain that platform. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, you know, WWE's doing this, and wrestlers who are looking to sign places, you know, once all this stuff, once the dust clears on this, once the dust settles down on this, uh, they're gonna have a decision to make. Do I go to a place that's going to be open to, I mean, one example, Thunder Rosa, 
I doubt she'd give any consideration to NXT these days, given how many side operations she has. I mean, there's her her own promotion. What is it? Mission Pro? Is that what it's called? Yeah, I think so. Uh, and she seems to be a very ambitious business person, and mm-hmm. she's going to want to go. I mean, she evidently does really want to be signed by AEW. You could just gather that from her social media posts. Mm-hmm. Um, and whenever her NWA contract uh, runs out, I wouldn't be shocked if she goes to AEW because it seemed yeah, to offer be. more freedom either. there. Wouldn't either. And, but, you know, at the same time, at the same time, there might be the, you know, if you look long term, would Lana have had the ability to make this kind of money on social media without the platform that WWE gave her? It might be a wise short term investment to say, hey, let me go to WWE, build my brand there. And if I'm able, if I understand that I'm able to monetize my social media to a much larger degree that I'm getting paid there, then A, that's leverage. And, you know, to get a bigger contract from WWE uh, or C or, you know, B, just leave. And, you know, when your contract's up and then you'll be able to exploit that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's just no, decisions a, that people are going to have to make. It is. But, you know, it, 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 I don't necessarily want to go back into the discussion of WWE wrestlers as independent contractors versus employees. That's been well talked about. We've talked about it a lot. People way smarter than us have talked about it. It's, it's, you know, again, I want to get into it. This plays into that as well. Uh, you know, and unless someone steps up and challenges WB for any potential overreach, I don't know if there is, not a lawyer, um, then there's nothing keeping WB from continuing step by step to say, hey, all the stuff you've been doing and making a good chunk of money on, yeah, you can't do that anymore. We're not going to offer any other avenue, which they still might. We don't know. We're not going to offer any other avenue for you to, 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 to get those opportunities through a system we may put in place. They may in the future, we just don't know. But, but you know, you mentioned Lana, and if those numbers are true of the, of the amount she made, that's a lot of money to say, sorry, can't do that anymore. Yeah, I mean, you would think ideally, and we've talked about this again before, because I don't think anybody's going to step up. I mean, I know Andrew Yang made a lot of noise about it, and he might be, you know, I mean, the polls show that he might be mayor of New York City, at saying that's going to give him significantly more power to potentially do something if he does see fit. Um, but uh, because I, I would imagine being mayor of New York City would be step one in a multi-step process for Andrew Yang, given his political ambitions. Um, I think that, I, I I mean, you know, for the foreseeable future, it doesn't seem like anybody's going to step up to WWE about this. Uh, and so wrestlers are going to have to make decisions. And it would be ideal for WWE to say, hey, Lana, we know that you've made this much money and we can exploit your likeness and all, you know, get a bigger cut uh, than what you're making now independently by letting us go ahead and make these deals for you. That would be ideal. Whether or not they're going to do that or not, who knows? That's I mean, you know. especially with WB's uh, problem with garnering an audience, a younger audience, um, and building that audience. You know, you have superstars out there expanding their own brands on various social media platforms on Twitch, on Cameo, and uh, it seems short-sighted to a degree. Uh, especially when WWE is already making record profits to say, hey, all this stuff you're doing out there to advance uh, your brand and potentially by extension WWE, don't do that anymore. Yeah, but I can see how it's basically future-proofing. I mean, I know for right now, for those people that are bearing you know, the unfortunate brunt of this, I get it, but I also get it from a company standpoint. I mean, look, I, when, when it comes to stuff like, which we didn't even talk about when it, when yeah. it came to uh, employees not getting raises and bonuses and the company's making record profits, that kind of stuff is absolutely unforgivable. This kind of yeah. stuff, I feel like it's just future-proofing for future policies. Well, I think, I think it's future-proofing <clears throat> if they have a plan in place to, 
to take what their superstars have been doing on their own and then uh, centralize it under the WWE umbrella and 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 use their marketing leverage to fill that void. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until that's in place, I don't feel like they're future proof of every, anything. I think they're 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 more than anything is, is saying to wrestlers who have leverage now because they have other revenue streams. Guess what? We're taking away this leverage from you. Yeah, but I mean, I'm just saying they're they're putting they're they're putting policy into place so that <laughs> look, I'm not saying they're going to be uh, you know good at 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 utilizing their marketing arm to get brand deals. Although I mean, I don't know. It's like if if Lana if 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 somebody comes at Lana and says, hey. You know, we have an idea for a brand deal for you, you know, and she says, OK, well, you got to go through WWE to do that. I mean, could would WWE fumble it? I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? Um, they, they seem OK at making a ton of money off of various other means. Um, so I just mean like policies in place. Hey, we need to we need to lock down people making money off their likenesses when we own them so that when people come into place, they know what the rules are. Well then, I think yeah, then that needs to be spelled out in in very direct language and contracts, not under some potentially nebulous uh, idea of, of we own your likeness. You know, if somebody signs right now without understanding what's happening with this, then that's on them. Because oh, it is, but, because but nonetheless, this is I think the most I'm, public thing. I'm saying, I'm saying if WWE wants to future-proof themselves uh, and and avoid any potential legal entanglements or challenges to whatever they're they're doing, they need to spell it out just to protect themselves. I would think. Well, evidently they have, and that's why they're able to do this. Uh, Let's see here. Moving on, Elimination Chamber. More changes to the Elimination Chamber card. We saw a couple changes happen last night on Raw. Miz withdrew. Kofi Kingston took his spot. And Lacey Evans, now that she is legitimately pregnant, will not be challenging for the Raw women's title. Uh, I think it's been confirmed that it's not Ric Flair's child, though, at least for like for realsies uh there still might be more changes in store for the show dave Meltzer, the wrestling observer himself reporter on the most recent Rep- wrestling observer radio and these transcripts coming to you from wrestlingnews.co said this something's going on with keith lee who also wasn't on the show tonight and we don't know whether he's going to be we don't know anything about the pay-per-view other than the two chamber matches the lashley match which is a three-way we don't know if keith lee will be in the match or not it's up in the air right now, so it might be just Lashley and Matt Riddle in a singles match again. So Meltzer is saying that the idea, I guess, is supposed to be Keith Lee, Matt Riddle, and Lashley. I know Keith Lee and Riddle had a match last week. Yeah, no, they announced the triple threat match last week. Oh, okay. I didn't watch yeah. Raw last night, so yeah, I didn't announced, know what was going on. They announced the triple threat match was happening, and I don't know if this is speculation because Keith Lee wasn't on the show, or if this is information that Dave got from a source. You know, because sometimes, yeah. sometimes you know, uh, you know, people will spe- will pick up speculation, with, you know, without the full context of the quote. Who knows? But um, you know, uh, given that they're building up to a pay per view, this is the go home show. This is a, a, a U.S. title match. Um, you would think to build to that story, uh, they would have Keith Lee on the show. Him not being there, I, it seems like a, a, a you know a, a pretty very significant. Conspicuous. Yeah, very yeah. conspicuous. Um, so who knows? You know, maybe it's just a situation where they're really focusing on the the riddle uh, Lashley aspect of it, like they have for weeks on end. So sometimes and, I don't obviously pay attention to things, like I didn't notice Austin Theory getting chloroformed by Dexter Loomis. Um, but 
Yeah, they did. They even run a, a like a match title card last night for the triple threat. Usually in the in the go home, they're like, "Hey, this is what's going to happen." We got and there's like a match title card for. Uh, I'll be Lashley honest. When they did Keith do the Lee. run through of the elimination chamber card, I was like, "Oh, I know these matches are going to happen," so I didn't pay attention. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know. Let me check something real quick. I can go on WWE.com and and see if they still have everything up as they would for that match. Um, let's that see I can here. do shows elimination chamber. Yeah, it's still there. Okay, well there you go then. But sometimes when it comes to like their yeah there it is. Sometimes their digital department, uh, the right hand does they know what the left hand is doing. So well, if it's a situation where for some reason Lee might be out for the match and they don't know what they're going to do with it yet, they might just say, "We haven't announced anything, so just keep the stuff up as is until yeah, you know what we're going to what approach we're going to take." What's more match. likely, they have some grand secret plan for Keith Lee, or they literally have no idea to ha- handle Keith Lee right the now. The latter, of course, that's yeah. more likely. You're probably right. Uh, my favorite wrestling show, Larson, on TV right now because it's only one hour long. It features stars from my home uh, country of uh, the UK uh, man NXT UK a huge new signing give us the good news Larson alright so this is from Alex McCarthy he's reporting that WB has signed Millie McKenzie it's great news she's great and adds that quote we're also told WB has high hopes for McKenzie she's set to be plugged in at the top of the card in NXT UK along with uh, fellow recent arrival Mako Satamora two women who know each other very well from the independent scene. This is great news. Millie McKenzie, great great wrestler. This is awesome. Uh, Yeah, a hell of a talent. Uh, Great addition to NXT. I was lucky enough to see her live at an EVE pro wrestling show when I was there uh, about a year and a half ago. Just a terrific, terrific talent. Uh, Yeah, I can't wait to see what they have in store for her. NXT UK is a lot of fun. I can't wait for fans to get back from that one. I have no idea when that's going to happen. Yeah, who knows what's going to happen. Yeah, Ilya's got uh, that title whenever it happens. So, mm-hmm. yep, yep. Uh, let's see here. We had uh, yesterday AEW Women's Eliminator Tournament Round One in Japan recap, uh, or we're gonna recap it for you here. Uh, I thought this was uh, a lot of fun. This is the kind of thing that I was really looking forward to when it comes to a when it came to AEW. Uh, being introduced, I know, like you know, I've, I've, I'm semi-aware of some of these people mm-hmm. because AEW has featured some of them before, but you know, in in pretty small doses. Uh, so it was good to sort of refamiliarize myself with the likes of, for example, Emi Sakura, mm-hmm. uh, Yuka Sakazaki, and then get mm-hmm. get to know some some new people. Uh, you know, I had not really seen much of Maki Ito besides what I had, I had Googled. Of course, she was one of the bigger names coming out of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was, it was four matches. It's available now. They got it both in English and Japanese yeah, commentary. It's, it's about an hour long and it's a lot of fun. It is. It, it's a lot of fun, man. Uh, we'll just run down these matches really quick. Yuka Sakazaki defeated May Saruga. Uh, a couple things that I noticed uh, over there in, uh, I mean, I know they're, they're you know, these, uh, the, the women participating are from uh, a variety of promotions over there, including Gato Move, uh, uh, Tokyo what, Joshi Pro Wrestling, I think it is. Uh, and uh, I love that they're, they they the the closed fist seems to be a big no no there. And of mm-hmm. course, they, they you know varying promotions. I know WWE sort of phased out, like they don't care about the closed fist much. Uh, uh, no. But I, there was one moment in this when uh, May Saruga got like it was uh, she swept the leg. 
of uh, Yuka Sakazaki, mm-hmm. and she did this, and then opened it up and put it behind her back because it was the closed fist, like it was a, like it was a foreign object or something, yeah, yeah. trying to cover it from well, the ref. I, I, I like that. Uh, May Saruga's style is all misdirection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah, different. yeah, yeah, yeah. Something different, yeah. something you don't see very often. I appreciate yeah. that. I love all the showboating during the pin attempts too. You know, like they're mm-hmm. doing this kind of stuff while they're going mm-hmm. for the pin. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. Uh, in the end, Yuka Sakazaki hit uh, Magical Girl 450 Splash, also known as the Magical Chicken Bastard, also known as the Magical Chicken Dude, depending on your translation of uh, the actual name she has for it. Uh, from the top rope, it's really cool. She did this before in... No, I didn't actually see her doing an AEW. I don't know, maybe she didn't. Yeah, I don't think she's done this in AEW, not the 450 variety, I don't think. Yeah, it looks great, though. It's a 450 yeah. splash from, like, the top rope. Yeah, uh, not the corner, though. From what, like, no, from like the actual... It's like a grand... She's like She's got some Grand Metalik stuff going on. It's really fun. yeah. yeah. Uh, next up was Venny versus Emmy uh, Sakura. This was a really good match. Venny was really impressive. I was really impressed. Had not really seen much of their work, uh, Venny, but uh, it is very impressive. Uh, uh, in the end, Emmy Sakura picked up the win with a Tiger Driver mm-hmm. on Venny. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I saw some sort of whining online a little bit of like, well, it's the people that AEW has worked with in the past that sort of moved on. Which, I mean, kind of made sense, but it was a great showcase for people that, you know, had not been a part of mm-hmm. AEW before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, dude, all the hype behind Maki Ito. This next match, uh, Ryu Mizunami versus Maki Ito. Character-wise, like, I mean, Maki Ito's great. I had not seen much of Ryu before. Uh, mm-hmm. Absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like, did not know what I was going to get here. I mean, everything from... It, Ryu Mizunami to me was like everything fun about like the early, like the late eighties, early nineties, American pro wrestling. Like she's got the leg drop. She did the warrior shake on the ropes. Mm -hmm. You know, she's, she's got the chain. That's so heavy. It's hard to get it off her head. Um, all that stuff. She had the Kojima chops, uh, all that stuff was great. Of course she was trying to counter, uh, Mackie's, uh, uh, strong, uh, very strong headbutts. Yeah, um, which oh, was bit, really great. That bit where uh, 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 Rio tried to hit a headbutt on Maki Ito and mm-hmm. just collapsed was great. <laughs> and Maki just like completely no sells it. Was it was great. really, really. I love the bit where she played possum at the beginning and was asking for a big forearm. She was like, "Come on, hit me here, hit me here." Yeah, and yeah. then Rio does. She just starts crying. But she's playing possum because Rio feels bad, and so she stomps her. Uh, Maki stomps her foot and then mm-hmm. mocks her for showing her some sympathy. Uh, I thought it was really, really great stuff. This was, in terms of character work, this was by far my favorite match on the card. It was, yeah, it was a fun. lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, in the fun. end, though, uh, uh, Mizunami uh, hits a spear for two, transitions to a triangle, and after a, a pretty big fight to get out of it, Maki Ito is forced to tap out. Yep. And then uh, the last match, uh, Rin Katakura versus Aja Kong. Uh, another fun match. It's basically uh, as close to a squash match as I think we're going to get because Aja was like no-selling everything that Rin was throwing at her. But but Rin was kicking out of pretty much mm-hmm. everything that uh, Aja was throwing at her, save for the finish, which is an yeah. elbow off the second rope. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aja Kong gets the win, advances the second round. Again, another fun match. Really fun. Yeah, yeah it was. Uh, Aja Kong's going to be taking on Ryu Mizunami in the second round, and then Emi Sakura is going to be taking on Yuka Sakazaki in the second mm-hmm. round. So... Uh, uh, I don't know, man. Is I, I my favorite here uh, out of all these is Ryu Mizunami. Uh, probably gonna end up. I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know who's gonna move on. Probably gonna be Aja Kong moving on from that match. 
Uh, and I mean, I don't know after that, Emi Sakura and Yuka Sakazaki seem to be I'd, pretty. I, would, I think probably you could probably move on. I was my, my, my gut tells me Emmy, but I don't know. I don't know. I think they're both great. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, check that out. Definitely. It's, it's well worth a watch. Uh, also well worth a watch tonight. Impact wrestling twitch.tv forward slash Steven Larson is the place to watch it because you, me and the enforcer are going to be there. Mm-hmm. Very exciting stuff. Juice Robinson and David Finley, uh, Finn juice is going to be, no, is it Finn juice? Yeah, yeah. it's Finn juice going to be in the impact zone, but Larson, they're new Japan pro wrestlers. Yeah. The forbidden door is no more, man. Oh, whoa. Let's uh, check that whole thing in. Uh, TJP will defend the X Division title against Josh Alexander. And uh, Willie Mack is going to be taking on Davari and Trey Miguel and Suicide in a fatal four-way match. Uh, that should be a lot of fun. I wonder if uh, Tony Khan is going to go uh, dirt sheet at all and reference the Sammy Guevara situation in his paid advertisement, or, or if he had already had to turn that in prior Who to Who knows? the broadcast. Who knows? It's entirely possible. I don't know. I'm looking forward entirely to another possible. paid advertisement. I'm going to be disappointed yeah, if we don't get one at this point. Oh, uh, we're going to get one for sure. It's I for hope sure. so. It's, it's, it's hope fascinating so. to see this this forbidden door that had been up and, and seemingly sealed shut for the longest time now just blown wide open, and it's great to see. Great to see. I Absolutely. Can't wait till the 649 hour when we get the Steiner math. That should be a lot of fun, too. Anyways, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Hopefully, we'll see you tonight for the Impact Stream. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Help support Going In Raw today by becoming a Friendo Club TV member. You'll get access to new bonus episodes every week, including Friendo Club Arcade, Live Power Rank, Vintage 10 for the Wins, and Ask Steven Larson. Get access to Friendo Club TV today by becoming a $5 and up patron at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson, by throwing us a sub at twitch.tv forward slash Steven Larson, or by clicking join at youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.